How would you like to be part of a conversation that changed someone's life or even changed your own life? Welcome to the Be Fun, Be Kind podcast, where we have amazing discussions hosted by someone new each week. Join us at BeFunBeKind.com to be part of our live events. Now, here's your host for this week's episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to How to Thrive as a Woman in a Technical Field. Uh, we hope you guys learned something, especially um, a lot of you are already women that are thriving in a male-dominated field, so proud of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> So we hope you learned something and just enjoy the conversation. We're going to go for about 15 to 20 minutes, so we're not going to take too much of your Wednesday evenings up. And we would just ask that if you have any questions, either write them in the chat or uh, wait until the end, and we'll have like a little Q&A session at the end. Yep. So we're Noreen and Jamie of the Not So Scientific Method podcast. Uh, yeah. I, I'm a chemical engineer myself. I enjoy traveling. And I also enjoy napping. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Jamie. I'm a mechanical engineer. Um, I have an adorable cat who uh, also loves to nap as well. And I also like to travel. So we have been best friends since we've been in middle school. We grew up in the same town. We met uh, playing softball. And we even went to college and played softball at a collegiate level together. We went to a technology-based college. Um, and the rest is history. We've been traveling a lot together. We, you know, we're just, we're soulmates. We're, we're best friends. <laughs> and we decided to start a podcast together and, and now we're having our live event tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're just going to get right into it. So uh, as Noreen said, we're talking about being a woman in uh, a male dominated field uh, specific to us. It's we we're engineers. So that's going to be kind of where we're our perspective. Uh, so we're going to go through three things regarding being a woman in a technical position. Uh, we're going to give you some stats on women in engineering and technology. Uh, we're going to tell you what we've seen at school and work, and we're going to tell you how you can kind of thrive as a woman in a technical position. So first with some stats, um, according to datausa.io in 2018, only 18% of chemical engineers were women. And even crazier, only 9% of mechanical engineers were women. That's so, so crazy. Yeah. I mean, those are like super low numbers. Um, we're one of them. So we know that this is definitely true. Um, so according to stats accumulated by SWE, which is the Society of Women Engineers, the numbers of women entering college for STEM which stands for science, technology, engineering, math majors, and the number of women graduating with engineering degrees are both increasing. Heck so, yeah. Yeah. Love so to see it. It's great. Uh, we're really <laughs> happy about that. Love to see it. Um, we think this is a good thing. We think that it could be the changing of the tides um, in these um, fields. However, 30% of women who have left the engineering profession cite organizational climate as the reason so we're gonna kind of get into that yeah so first we're gonna kind of talk about our own personal experiences what we've seen um and we're not trying to be overly general we're we're purely talking about our own experiences uh, so I have felt when I was in college that 
I could sometimes be the only female in my classes that I was in or the only woman in the room. I know my roommate who's on this, uh, well, my roommate at the time who's listening, hi, Nicole. She, I think she was like literally the only naval engineer in her program that was a female. Um, So it wasn't weird at all to walk into a room and be the only woman. It was not weird at all to be the only person in your uh, groups, like group projects. It would be a female and like five or six uh, men. Um, And I mean, I've had the same experience. Um, And then when I started working my first job out of school, uh, I was the only female engineer out of maybe six at our site. And I was definitely one of the only females in a technical position out of like engineers, technicians, et cetera. So that's just something you have to be aware of. If you're going to go into a technical position like that, be prepared to be the only woman in the room. Um, However, despite this, and despite the low numbers, uh, women bring a critical different perspective to the table. So according to a Forbes article, uh, without more women being present when these decisions are made, and a diverse range of women at that, um, STEM innovations, progressions, and discoveries can only go so far. Uh, Examples of things designed without women in mind, the seatbelt, some medications, and oddly enough, the Fitbit's period tracker which is just insane because men don't get their periods if you didn't know (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) like women should have been really you know involved in that uh product but wait so what about the seatbelt uh wasn't designed with women in mind so the seatbelt uh they use male crash dummies for basically everything so all of the uh Dimensions are based on an average man, and therefore women don't get kind of like considered when they're designing these products. So I don't know. It's kind of crazy because we're like half of the world, but such is life, I guess, for now. Um, One thing that uh, an example that I have, I worked at a makeup company as an intern, and uh, I was in the packaging department, and all of the packaging engineers were men. And they made a blush package that um, was a twist open and it didn't click into place. So if you applied it in a certain way, it would close on itself. And I told them, they all started freaking out. And it just kind of shows that a woman's perspective when you're designing a product, especially kind of mainly made for women, um, women should be at the table. And um, I think sometimes... It can feel like you can't speak up um, or that your male coworkers aren't listening, which kind of leads into our next point. Yeah, that many times uh, men in technical positions can be impatient and even lack uh, in some conversational aspects or socialization norms uh, when relating to people. And sometimes, and I'm sure we've all experienced this, men or women, that um, men can be quick to make decisions and that in general, have a lasting impact on projects, products, whatever you're working on. I've found in previous roles, as well as my current role, um, I think in general, in any meeting I'm in, male coworkers tend to lead meetings and conversations and are more open to throw random ideas out and kind of talk through them on a whim. Whereas I feel females tend to think a little more logically and critically and only speak up after they've really thought an idea through. Um, so this makes, this may make a woman seem like they're quiet or they don't have anything to add to a conversation when in reality, 
uh, their input's just as important. And, you know, if anything, they've already thought it through and they might have already kind of like shot down some of the sillier ideas. So they actually might have a better idea. So uh, this can unfortunately lead to ideas not coming up or decisions being made before any adequate thought was put into it. Yeah, I feel like also um, a lot of times I hear that women just need to be more uh, direct and more forceful and more confident and like really put themselves out there. And that's true. You should feel confident in your job. You should feel like you can talk. But also, I think it like we have to be met halfway. I think that men should also scale back a little bit and like, you know, meet women in the middle. Um, I don't know. I think I agree there. Um, (laughs) And Another thing we've seen is that uh, women are sometimes relegated to the less technical or less hands-on roles. Uh, when we were in school, we had to do design classes and all the design classes, you would have to either design a product or um, do an experiment or something like that. And then you would have to write a report based on the results of that. So a lot of times it would just be assumed that the girl in the group would write the report and the guy in the group would build the thing or you know all like I know how to use the the power tool so I'll do it and you could do the report and it's like well maybe I wanted to learn how to use the power tools too you know (laughs) or maybe you're maybe you're a boss on the power tools and they suck like yeah you know own it up yeah my my d1 robot failed so and you know who made the the bumpers a guy the man yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and the amount of times I've seen like You'll have four people in your class and, you know, not four people, four women in your class. And so they're scattered among different groups and all four of them are listed as project managers on the project. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, going into being project managers and things like that, we'll talk a little bit about how to thrive now as a female in uh, a technical field. So first is to embrace your differences and use them as your strength. Um, I think that being detail-oriented, being organizational, um, being better communicators in some instances, those are all incredibly good traits to have. And, like, by no means should we, you know, let them seem uh, less, you know, less important as being able to use a bandsaw or something like that. Um, So definitely use that to your advantage. Um, Make connections with people within your company, vendors, and Contractors because uh, people always want to help out others that they connect with, that they have a good rapport with. Um, I'm personally in more of a management position at my current company, and I I personally this I find myself being a little more organized. I personally like writing reports more than the average person, so like I make sure that that the work that I have to get done is more report based, whereas someone else on my team is a little bit better with their hands. Um, and I know Jamie's a little bit opposite because she is a queen with a bandsaw. <laughs> but in general, I think the biggest thing to take out of it is embracing your differences and and using it to your advantage. Yeah. Yeah. And like Noreen said, if you are more hands-on, be more hands-on. Like, do it up. Um, I was more hands-on in my, my first job. And I was able to connect with, like, the technicians. And they would help me. I would help them. Like, we'd learn from each other. And, um, you know, use that if that's a strength of yours or if you need to work on it, like just use everything you can to your advantage um, and connect with people, which is our next point. Um, 
if you want to thrive in a technical position, um, find people you can connect with. It doesn't have to be other women, but just find people to connect with at work. They'll help you get through the day. They'll help you get through your project. Um, give advice, receive advice, like be open to all of that. Um, that definitely helped me get through college with one of my friends. Um, and also in my previous job, like I said, I was close to the technicians. I helped them, they helped me. And I had also a crew of close female coworkers and we would all just like help each other. And we're still friends to this day. So, you know, connect with people. And in my, my current position as well, uh, we had a lot of engineers kind of start around the same time. And it's just good to have a support system. And like, sometimes it's hard to go home and, and, you know, maybe vent to a friend or something about work because they don't really get it. Um, so it's good to have a support system that, you know, if you need to vent, they understand, or if you need to talk through something that happened, they also can help you. And, and it's not, it's not as like competitive as of an environment. You guys are genuinely trying to support each other. Yeah. Um, and then that goes into our next point. Um, be confident in the fact that you know what you're talking about. Uh, I think this will gain you the most respect of anybody that you work with. I don't think I've ever met somebody that's enjoyed somebody that's kind of been a, a BSer and, you know, oh yeah, I'll get you this, I'll do this, or this is your answer that you're looking for. Take the extra five minutes and look something up if you don't know it. Um, and, you know, definitely don't be afraid to say you're unsure of something in the moment and finding the right answer. Uh, it's, it's just not a good look if you're, you know, kind of over-promising and under-delivering. Um, and, you know, this will definitely gain you respect in the eyes of your boss and and all of the upper management, I believe, at your company. Yeah. Definitely seen a lot of times uh, some men, mostly, uh, managers be like, yeah, we could do that. Or, yeah, it's this way or that way. And it's it's not at all. And they just BS their way through something and then they have to backtrack um so just be confident and then also be able to look like look up something and then um the last point share your knowledge with others so once you do know what you're talking about share your knowledge and expertise um I think a lot of times people view this as a weakness but I think it kind of goes along with the previous point where if you share your knowledge then you look like you know what you're talking about you look confident and um it helps push towards a common goal. Uh, I think I was able to, like Noreen said, you gain respect from your coworkers um, if you're, you know, telling them the truth. Um, And then you can also just share it with people, be confident. And and I think that's the best for everybody. I think everybody wins. Yeah. And we definitely, I just want to cut in and say, we we're seeing your guy, you guys in the chat and we're going to address it after um, our speaking segment. So I don't want you guys to think we're ignoring you because, um, I'm reading them and I love it so far. (laughs) Um, so we're going to just go a little bit into our podcast. We know, I think almost everybody here are loyal listeners. We love you guys. (laughs) Thank you. But, um, you know, in case somebody's listening that we, we haven't, you know, made an impact on so far, uh, we just want you guys to know that we're the Not So Scientific Method podcast. We use data and graphs and other facts uh, with some opinion pieces to present all different kinds of topics. Like uh, we have a really great episode on the Supreme Court that we've gotten like really good feedback on. And we also have an episode on the Kardashians that we've gotten really good feedback on. So like <laughs> pretty much anything you guys could even think of wanting to hear about, we've probably thought about doing an episode on it. Yeah. Um, 
and we wanted to kind of use this as a creative outlet. We're very technical minded people. We love that a lot of the people that are uh, watching right now are also technical minded. So um, we wanted to talk a little bit about how it, how having a creative outlet is really beneficial. Yeah. So even though our podcast is kind of more technical, it excuse me, as Noreen said, um, we use data and graphs and facts. But it helps us um, kind of release some creative energy and also just hang out because we don't get to see each other that much in 2020. Um, It gives us, I think, a good perspective on things other than engineering. Uh, It, it, you know, if you have to look at something and look at data and then like try to look at it from all different perspectives, it helps, you know, give us a better worldview. um, And I think it makes us more well-rounded. and it helps us learn and hopefully it helps everybody else learn. Yeah. And um, the whole point is that we want to make it approachable and conversational, kind of something we've been talking about this whole time, um, being open, honest, communicating. Um, that's the kind of goal of our podcast. Yeah. Okay. And then in conclusion, um you know, just being a woman in a male-dominated field can obviously be challenging. We know a lot of you um, know this already, but stick with it, make a big difference, and really earning respect is going to go leaps and bounds above uh, above and beyond. So yeah. be curious, be confident. I love that. That was cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be curious, you know, uh, what we've been saying, and again, with our podcast, like, we want to look at things and and try to look at the facts, the data, and look at them from different perspectives. Always be curious. Ask questions at work. I feel like I ask a million questions all the time and don't feel like you're being annoying, but be curious. And then when you learn, like, be confident. Um, and you don't have to make a podcast or do anything crazy in depth, but um, doing something to release creative energy can open you up to more perspectives on non-technical things. I know we've learned a lot about like how social media works and I like websites and graphics and all these different things that we never thought about. So it can, it can help you learn about other things. Definitely. Um, And if you want to connect with us, we are on Instagram, not so scientific method pod. We're on Twitter, not so sci method or Gmail. If you want to send us any feedback, not so scientific method pod at gmail.com. And our website is nssmpod.wixsite.com slash not so sci method. Um, and you can get a, you can get our podcast on Apple, Spotify, anywhere else that you guys even would dream about looking at podcasts. We're there. <laughs> we're there. No big deal. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to pop over to the chat. Hi, everybody. Um, we're going to start from the beginning. Yeah. Um, so Nicole is saying that she was the only woman at her 20 person company besides her secretary. So she definitely resonates with us. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a, a lot of times it's usually if the there are women, they're in like the more administrative roles and, you know. Yeah. And know. Danielle, Danielle had a similar experience uh, with her first internship. Um, Nicole just wrote boobs. Don't know why. <laughs> She's talking about the seatbelts. Oh, it was, a, it was the seatbelts. Okay. <laughs> She's uh, just a perv. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Frank makes a good comment. I'm sure that there have been many products that have been produced that did not consider women. Yeah. I think Jamie just put a really quick 
three or four things, but yeah. even just that that makeup sample that blush you were talking about, like yeah, you know, that's just something that wouldn't be on the internet that you just knew about it, you know. Yeah, and it's also just like I mean, the period tracker thing really blows my mind because it's like what were you thinking? Why would you not ask a woman about that? That's like, I think what happened was they put, they put, they only allowed you to put 10 days in. And like, for some women, it's more than 10 days. So it's like, if you even ask one person, even if that's not your experience, you would be like, oh yeah, like I know that it's more than 10 days for some people. That's, I don't know. Yeah. Did any of those men even like have a girlfriend? (laughs) (laughs) That too. Like, did they not realize? Maybe not. (laughs) Um, And Danielle said, I can't stress enough how important the strong female leaders and senior engineers have been as mentors to me. Oh, that's awesome. Good for you, Danielle. And then you can be a mentor to the future. I was just going to say, we should all strive to be mentors to the future. Uh, we should go to high school. Oh, I love that. Going to high school to speak to female juniors and seniors about being an engineer. Yeah. Aw, that's a cute idea. Yeah. I like that. Um, okay, Danielle said, this is the hard-hitting questions. Oh, is this going to be our, our <sighs> unpopular <hot> opinion? <laughs> Do you agree or disagree with the fact that we have to, quote, work harder to get the same place as our male colleagues? Like all the points you are talking about, do you think males have to work on their confidence? Have you have to be more organized to get ahead, et cetera? Hmm. That's like point counterpoint. Um, hmm. I kind of agree with like, I just saw Nicole's answer. It depends on your company and your boss. Yeah. I personally work at a company where I don't think I've ever really felt inadequate as a woman. And like, I personally work at a women owned business. Um, so I don't think I've ever had to work harder, but I definitely think on certain projects, like I've had to maybe express that I can do something that my like male counterpart doesn't think I can do or something like that. If that makes sense. I think I've, I didn't have to necessarily work harder for in front of my engineer, the other male engineers, but in my first job, um, it was also more so my inexperience in general, but, um, the technicians definitely did not um, respect me at first. And it was because I didn't know what I was talking about at first because I was right out of school. But as I was saying uh, earlier, as you learn and you are confident and you um, show everybody, you know what you're doing, then I gained their respect. So um, I, I don't know if it was, it was partially because I was female and it was partially because I was inexperienced, but um, you know, I think maybe maybe men do have to work on their um their confidence and their organizational skills, but I think a lot of times they don't. Um, from what I've I've seen. never seen a male work on his confidence or his organizational <laughs> skills. No, so <laughs> you know what? Maybe maybe that's something that they can take to heart. Yeah. Um, Noreen, where'd you get the cool sign? Uh, my fiance has a green screen and he set it up so that you guys weren't looking into my kitchen. <laughs> uh, shout out to Noreen for being the best coworker ever. Oh my gosh. Thank you. You're also the best coworker ever, but you left. So whatever. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> um, how many of us have been called a derogatory name? Ooh, in the workplace. Hmm. This was actually when I was doing a little bit of research last night, like this was a big 
topic I didn't want to talk about was like kind of the sexual harassment that a lot of women experience in a male dominated field. Mm -hmm. Um, But absolutely. (laughs) I don't, it has not happened to me, but I have seen it happen to other females. I don't think anyone's said it to my face, but I've definitely like heard through the grapevine, like, oh, this person called you a blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it seems like Brie has also oh, yeah. experienced Even this. Danielle said the honey or sweetheart. Yeah. Some guy added me on LinkedIn last night and I, I like accepted it. And he was like, thanks for the ad, honey. And he was like a, a, a male, like in the same industry as me. I hated it so yeah I've (laughs) definitely got that like yeah sweetheart uh you know type of thing and it's like excuse me like I am a capable engineer yeah yeah I think the honey sweetheart I definitely see more with the occasional you know b word thrown in there (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, have you ever but oh sorry have you ever butt heads with another coworker that you think wanted you to give in or drop something give in or drop something um hmm. oh yeah I think like more of a like you ever have a conversation with like a male coworker and and they just keep fighting the same point because they're a man and they want you to drop it yeah yeah that's happened to me I feel like that happens to me every day <laughs> but I also don't really give in so yeah don't give in well, Especially if you know your, if you like know your, what you're talking about. If you're like a subject matter expert, don't give in. Yeah. Don't listen yeah. to the honeys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also like, you know, if you have some sort of like proof, you know, like, hey, I have this, this, I don't know, data number or whatever. Like, be like, look at it. You can't, yeah. you can't argue with that, you know, or show them. Be like, look, I did it this way. Tell me I'm wrong, you know? Which you shouldn't have to do, but yeah. But I think it it, it makes a lot of personal growth over time. Like mm. having to constantly combat these things gives for a lot of personal growth that we have, as opposed to maybe you know our male counterpart. Yeah. Do you ever get told you're too emotional because you're female? Are there ways that you combat and? quote not be emotional or do you embrace that emotion and channel it into your work what a question i'm sensitive uh which is the same thing and also hate that the most (laughs) (laughs) um i don't think so but i usually at work i usually try to be calm cool and collected i was Um, gonna say you're very you're (laughs) very um you're very like level yeah I, I can't see you getting really worked up and I feel like if you did get really worked up it would be after work like and you would just vent to somebody about it you know I would call you and then we would talk about it <laughs> yeah I um I'm so sensitive uh if my coworker Christine is still here she can attest to that <laughs> but um yeah I've definitely been told that and it, it actually is like a really 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 big like I I hate that more than anything like you can call me you know a b-i-t-c-h you can do all that stuff but like don't call me sensitive because it's just I think sensitivity or or being too emotional in you know is one very descriptive it's like a, a female descriptor that's inappropriate and I also think that it 
is misinterpreted as being passionate and caring about something. And that really um, frustrates me. It should be a strength if you're passionate about something. Yeah. Like I'm getting upset about this because I care about it. Like you should, you should appreciate that. I care about this as much as I do, you know, is it different for women in the field who have more experience? We're not there yet, but I, I, (laughs) I don't think so. I think that a lot of it happens to women at all levels. I've like, you know, seen it happen. I don't know, Noreen, if you have. I think maybe like with your coworkers, um, it starts to get better because like, especially as you garner more respect throughout your, your company, it probably doesn't happen as often with your own coworkers. But I can definitely see instances where like a vendor comes in or you have a new hire and yeah. they would kind of give you that same disrespect. Yeah. Uh, like, so like I, I still think it would be a problem. Maybe just not as much though. Yeah. Um, I really resonate with what Noreen said about women taking longer to think things through and not talk just, just for the sake of talking in meetings. I try to say less, but have it be more impactful no one appreciates people's 10 minute rants that don't ever get to a decision. Very true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear you ramble. <laughs> I th- yeah. I think that's such a good point. Um, like I think, and I think women in general, it's funny. Like if I were to envision like just meetings in general in any corporate industry, I always think about kind of like men shouting at each other across the table and a mm. woman just sitting there and waiting for everybody to like kind of get their egos out. And then she'll <laughs> actually like solve the problem yeah Um, I've seen that many times yes like I could not resonate more (laughs) Kelly I get you (laughs) they just like like oh I can talk louder oh no I can talk louder and it's like what you didn't even answer the question and then it's like the woman that's like okay let's get this back on track and like let's get the point of this meeting out there (laughs) yeah uh when a vendor assumes you're male through email that happens to me all the time because my name could be a male name um if they I don't, don't think I've me. ever had them. Yeah, that happens to me. And then they meet me and they're confused. <clears throat> there is a female CFO of the company I work at and she's extremely disrespected by upper management. Ooh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's really tough. That stinks because what we were saying, like, you know, work your way up and be respected and like she's still not respected. That's yeah, that's awful. That's disappointing to hear as like a young, like a someone who's more in the beginning of their career as a female. But I think times are changing. I think that people are understanding the consequences of what they say more. Um, and so. I hope she has like a team under her of of maybe a couple of women or something like that that look up to her and really respect her. And like, I hope she does get that the yeah. respect she deserves. The queen she is. <laughs> I'm sure she's a queen. I don't know. But. <laughs> all the emails that start with gentlemen all the time, all the time, gentlemen. And then sometimes they'll write gentlemen in parentheses and lady. <laughs> Have you ever got that, Noreen? I've, I don't know. No, I haven't seen that either. But yes, I, I believe it's out there. I'm sure it's out How do y'all feel about people saying hi guys during team meetings when it's a mix of female and male? That doesn't bother me, but no, that doesn't bother me either. I think I I know people that it does bother, but like, mm. I don't know. I'm not sensitive. See, 
Use this as proof. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also feel like bosses or coworkers who have daughters are more respectful. Sometimes, yeah. Yes, yeah. my boss has four daughters, three or four daughters. And he, um, first of all, makes Gilmore Girls references all the time, which is very funny. And he also, um, he'll notice, like, if I, if I get really passionate about something, he's never, he's very respectful and, like, lets me kind of vent things out. And then he'll, you know, move move forward with the conversation. So I totally agree. I think men in general who have daughters, like, they're just better. <laughs> right, Frank? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it it gives you a different perspective um, when you are a man who has a daughter. So, yeah. Um, You've worked with people who are put in positions they can't handle because of their sex or race or anything else. This goes for men and women. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think we've all worked with someone who you're like, how'd you get this job? (laughs) <laughs> man or yeah. woman any anyone you know but um unfortunately you have to deal with it and just try to keep it moving yeah and I think like like we're obviously talking from a perspective of like like hoping like make like making an impact and and, and people that really want to be good at their jobs but there are obviously situations male and female of people that just aren't qualified don't do a good job um so I, yeah, I definitely think that in those cases, it kind of stinks because they have an opportunity to be a really good leader or something like that. And, and they're just not. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that goes back to other things we've been saying, like, listen to people, connect with people. People will want to help you <laughs> if you are nice to them. So, like, if you help somebody and maybe you're lacking in your job for some reason, they will help you be better. Uh, learn from people listen to people like nobody is beneath you you know when I was an engineer and I would work with technicians I never went into a conversation thinking like oh I know more because I'm an engineer like go into the conversation thinking that you can learn from them and they can learn from you yes definitely Uh, Danielle said I will say to that point I've heard other segments of my company promoting females first just because they need even gap higher up in leadership I'm all for females getting leadership positions if they deserve it. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, I really, yeah, I feel like in general, like I just want evenness, like evenness, you know, with, we didn't even really go into the pay aspect, even pay, even respect. Like if I'm bad at my job, tell me I'm bad at my job. Just don't call me sweetheart, you know? Yeah. 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 Tell me like concrete reasons why I'm bad at my job. Don't just say like, oh, don't like patronize me. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel bad for my one friend who's the last to get promoted and deserves it, but he isn't getting promoted because he's a female. That, yeah, that's like the other side. There's always, you know, there's always the two sides. And that, that stinks. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we're supposed to cut it out at like a half an hour. Oh, yeah, at a half hour. We're a little over. Well, thank you guys. I really appreciated the conversation. I wasn't expecting like much conversation, but loved it. Yeah, you guys, you guys are, are smart. true ones. Yeah, <laughs> proud of y'all. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Have a wonderful Wednesday, everybody. Thanks for tuning in this week. We would love for you to be part of our next discussion. Join our live events happening every week at befunbekind.com. See you soon.